Good morning. All right. Before we begin, something I'd like us to, to build in a little bit. We won't do it all the time, but I mentioned it a few weeks ago is that uh, I'm going to read an entire text in just a minute. If I remember to, I'm going to say the word of the Lord, and you will respond by saying, thanks be to God. Okay? Let's practice one time. I've just read the text, the word of the Lord. Very good, very good. So we'll try that in a minute. Hopefully I won't forget. So after all that's set up, it is very possible that I could. Uh, my brain is absolutely mush after uh, last week. Thank you for your prayers. I really felt them, especially on Thursday. I think you're going to be blessed by today. I think you're going to be blessed by this week if you will allow yourself to as we move toward next Sunday. Today, of course, as Tim mentioned, is Palm Sunday. On Palm Sunday that we're fixing to talk about, it's also known as the triumphal entrance where Jesus comes into Jerusalem and they end up praising Him, shouting Hosanna in the highest, and as Tim also reminded us, takes a very, very dark turn on Friday. Friday becomes Bad Friday. And 7 o'clock on Friday evening, we are going to do our best to sort of at least mentally enter that space and use our imagination to feel a little bit what that must have been like as we read about the scenes of the crucifixion. And as we read and the room just becomes progressively and progressively darker, enveloping us in darkness at the end and us exiting in silence. It must have been at least a little bit of what the people felt as they left Golgotha on that, that evening after Jesus was crucified. So I want to really encourage you, if you can be here on Friday night, please be here. I think it'll be a, uh, just a, a tremendous blessing to you. But before we get to Friday, we have to talk about Sunday. Sunday, that is the triumphal entry of Jesus. So if you have your Bible and you want to read along, I'm going to be in Luke chapter 19, and I'm going to read uh, 28 through, uh, stop around verse, uh, verse 48. Let's read together. When he had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples and said, Go into the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a young donkey tied there on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are untying it, say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent left and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the young donkey, its owners said to them, Why are you untying the donkey? The Lord needs it, they said. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their robes on the donkey, they helped him get on it. He was going along, and they were spreading their robes on the road. Now he came near the path down the Mount of Olives, and the whole crowd of disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory 
in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd were with him. Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He, he answered and said, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. As he approached and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you knew this day, what would bring peace? But it's now hidden from your eyes. For the days will come when your enemies will build an embankment against you, surround you and hem you in on every side. They will crush you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave one stone on another in you because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You have this incredible scene that has just unfolded. Jesus instructs his, a couple of his disciples, go into town ahead of me. You're going to find somebody that has a young donkey. You get that and you bring it to me. If anybody questions why you're doing this, you say the Lord needs it. Now the way Lord is used right there indicates that Jesus is actually the owner of this donkey. Okay, And these people are kind of just the caretakers. They're the ones in charge of it. Okay, and so they go in and they start un untying the donkey and they say, hey, what are you doing? And he says, the Lord needs this donkey, as in, okay, we got it, we know whose it is, go in peace. And so they bring it out and they help Jesus get on the donkey and then what unfolds is really uh, an incredible thing. It says they brought it to Jesus, they threw their robes on it, they helped Jesus get on it and he began to ride into into town. Now this is of significant importance. We don't think much of a donkey, do we not? In fact, often the donkey is the butt of a joke. Pun intended. We don't have a whole lot of use for them, at least in a, in a positive sense. Now then, we know it's a, it's a very strong animal, a very dependable and durable animal that is used to to, to help on in, in farming. But also, in this time, the donkey had a very specific meaning. As Jesus is riding into town, and the people begin to praise Him, and you read one account of praise here, and you read Hosanna in the other accounts, Jesus is making a powerful demonstration that He is the King. And as He does this, the Scripture from Zechariah, Zechariah 9.9 is filled that says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout in triumph, daughter Zion. See, your king, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now, do you see anything interesting that a king is riding a donkey? Does that make sense? That's kind of hard to grab. Why would a king ride so humble an animal? Because generally when we think of a king, we think of uh, riding in on a horse, right? Now, here's the thing. During times of war, the king would ride a horse. The war horse. Heard that phrase? 
That's why it's called the war horse. So while a nation or a kingdom was at war, that's how the king would enter a town. Okay? It was a symbol of power, authority, of, of conquering. It was the war horse, and everyone knew that was the king. But during times of peace, guess what a king would ride? A donkey. The donkey is a symbol of peace. Jesus is making a very, very, and we miss this all the time. He is making an extremely political statement by what he is doing. Do you realize that? There's there's so much politics in the gospel right here. Because who to the people, who is Lord during this time? Caesar. Caesar is Lord. Okay, Caesar is Lord, but yet Jesus is coming. Jesus is riding in, and they are praising him as king, as Lord. And so they begin to take palm branches. And they begin to take their coats off. And they begin to lay them all over the place. And as he's riding in, the whole crowd begins to rejoice. They begin to praise God. This, this, this scripture is, is fulfilled in Zechariah 9.9. They say, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. This is a song of, of victory. It's a hymn of praise from Psalm 118, verse 26. But the people have a misconception about who Jesus is. They know that Jesus is the king, or at least they expect him to be the king, but their expectations are not heavenly expectations, if that makes sense. They've heard about the Messiah. They've heard that he's going to be the king. They've heard of this this scripture in Zechariah. They've heard of this scripture that uh, that Luke gives us from, from Psalm 118. They are expecting the king... Jesus comes in as king, but not the king they're expecting. Because he's not riding in on the war horse. He's riding in on the cult of peace. He's riding in not fists clenched, but palms open. Saying, I I come in peace. And is that not the international kind of sign that you don't want any trouble is palms open, right? I'm not trying to make trouble. Jesus is coming to bring peace to the entire world. A world that is in utter chaos. And as he approaches the city, it says that Jesus begins to weep over the city because he knows what is happening, that they don't really understand what is happening? Look at these, look at these images. This is a, I love this picture. Got a lot of stuff on the stage. Let me move around here. This is him riding in. There's the people. They've got the palm branches. They've got their, their coats and their robes, and they're, they're laying him down. He's smiling at the people, and yet in just a few minutes, he's going to begin weeping because he knows they really don't understand the weight of what is happening, and they don't understand fully what is going on in their in their hearts and minds, and he weeps because he says, it was right in front of you, and you missed it. Because you you missed it, there is a time coming when your enemies will build an embankment against you, 
and surround you and hem you in on every side. They're going to crush you and your children within you to the ground and not leave one stone standing on top of another. Jesus is prophesying about what is going to happen just a few decades later in A.D. 70 when Rome is going to get sick of these upstart Jews, of these zealots and their dagger men who walk up and stick a dagger in between the ribcage of people who are zealous for Israel, zealous for the things of God, and they kind of overplay their hand and this, this, this people that they cannot keep under control, even though, even though they think they killed the Master. They killed Jesus. And Jesus says, because you missed this, your enemies are going to surround you. In A.D. 70, Rome laid siege to Jerusalem. They put down a Jewish revolt. It lasted 143 days. 600,000 Jews were killed during that time. Thousands were captured. The city was burned, and a prophecy was filled from 2 Chronicles 7. The temple was destroyed. Jesus says, all because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. You did not recognize that I came bringing you Peace. The people rejected what King Jesus had to offer. They wanted something else, something different. They were thinking nationally. They were thinking militaristically. They were thinking overthrow of Caesar and overthrow of the Roman Empire. They are thinking of rebellion and war and violence, but Jesus is saying, no, my kingdom is not of this earth. I'm bringing in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of peace, the kingdom of of love and joy and acceptance, the kingdom of of mercy, a kingdom of self-sacrifice, a kingdom that, that puts others ahead of themselves and thinks of others as better than themselves. I am bringing the kingdom of God This is what Jesus offered them, and they missed it. But the offer of Jesus' peace is still available. That peace that Jesus offered is not, you know, it just wasn't a a one-time shot that was limited to to first-century Jerusalem. It's also available to us today. And so what we see is that Jesus offers peace in the midst of chaos. Their lives are in utter chaos. The rest of this week is going to be chaotic. Friday is definitely going to be chaotic. What is going to happen from this time forward, especially out to to A.D. 70, is going to be absolutely chaotic. As the church is born and then finally Rome gets tired and says, enough, I'm done with them. Caesar sends his army, they go in there and they just destroy completely, just completely annihilate the Jews. We have chaos in our lives, do we not? But in the midst of that chaos, Jesus offers us that peace. Now then, peace in the midst of chaos doesn't mean that everything is just fine and dandy, right? 
It doesn't mean that, okay, everything is good and everything is put to rights. Peace in the midst of chaos says, okay, God, I don't understand what's going around me. My life is falling apart. Our family is suffering. We're experiencing loss, whether it be financial or maybe it's a physical loss, maybe it's loss of a family member. But even in the midst of that, God, I, I, I still feel your presence. I still feel your peace. I don't like what's going on. I lament, but at the same time, I receive your, your peace. That only comes through Jesus. Jesus offers peace in the midst of our chaos.